0: Welcome to the Enjoying the Journey broadcast with Scott Pauley. For the next few moments, we look to God's Word to discover simple Bible principles that will help us to live the daily Christian life and to enjoy the journey. It's amazing to me how up-to-date, how current the Bible is. As a matter of fact, in Proverbs chapter number 23, we have one of the most vivid descriptions of alcohol found anywhere in the world. If you want to see what a hangover looks like, read Proverbs 23. If you want to see what the world commonly calls addiction does, read Proverbs chapter 23. I bring you to Proverbs 23 again. This is where we left off last time in our study of what God's Word says about alcohol because I want to read the last verses in this chapter to you. We begin in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 29. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine. They that go to seek mixed wine. Look at that list of questions in verse 29. Now this is is what alcohol brings, woe, sorrow, contention, that means fighting and strife, babbling, nonsensical talk, wounds without cause, there's no reason for it, redness of eyes. In that one verse, you have the physical, the mental, the emotional, even the spiritual consequences of drinking alcohol. And then the Bible talks in verse 30 about wine and mixed wine. In Bible days, there was a a very well-known distinction between wine and what the Bible calls here mixed wine or fermented wine. As a matter of fact, uh, the Lord Jesus himself turned water into wine, and some people even use that as uh, their proof text for the fact that Jesus drank wine. Nothing could be further from the truth. Do you really believe that the one who inspired the words wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise? Do you really think He would give liquor to people. He even says in the scripture, Woe to him that giveth his neighbor to drink. Do you think he would do that at the wedding in Cana of Galilee? There's a difference between the fruit of the vine and the fermented fruit of the vine. One illustration of that is in 1 Timothy 5.23 where Paul says to Timothy, Take a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmities. Any medical doctor will tell you that alcohol is one of the worst things to drink for stomach conditions. And yet, Paul is telling Timothy, take a little wine. He's not referring to fermented beverages. He's referring uh, to juice, to the fruit of the vine, to that which helps with health. And so there's a a vivid description or distinction here. But We're given in this passage a description of alcohol. Uh, Listen to uh, these, these word pictures that God gives us. He says in beginning in verse 31, Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. (laughs) The first description of alcohol, God describes it as a serpent's poison. It's poison. That drink you're putting to your mouth, it's not only not good for your body, it's not good for your soul you're drinking poison as a matter of fact i believe you have here uh, an amazing phrase that reveals what alcohol does verse 32 it says at the last it's not the first drink it's not the beginning of the thing it's not the the beautiful advertisement no look at the last go to the end and work your way backwards you see the devil never shows you the last he only shows you the first he gives his best up front and it's all downhill from there. Jesus is the exact opposite. All the path of the just is the shining light that shineth more and more to the perfect day. And then he goes on in verse 33 to say, Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. It's another reminder of alcohol's connection to immorality. Alcohol breaks down the senses. It, it removes safe boundaries people do things under the influence of alcohol they wouldn't do under under the influence of any other thing or if they weren't under the influence of alcohol uh, we commonly hear a term driving under the influence a dui uh, that's dangerous oh yes it's dangerous but so is parenting under the influence so is living under the influence so is making decisions under the influence you see, anything that you do under the influence of alcohol means you're not under the influence of God because you can't be controlled by both at the same time. That's why Ephesians 5.18 says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. You're going to have to pick which one's going to control you. So the first description of alcohol God gives, He describes it as a serpent's poison. But There's a second description. It begins in verse number 34, Yay, Thou should be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of a mast. So God not only describes it as a serpent's poison, He describes it as a sailor's seasickness. Uh, This is, I think, one of the most uh, apt descriptions of what's referred to as a hangover anywhere. He's sick. He's so sick, and yet in verse 35, He says, They've stricken me shalt thou say and i was not sick they've beaten me and i felt it not and then he says when shall i awake i will seek it yet again isn't that just like sin it makes you sick it beats the life out of you but there's a lure in it there's a hook in it there's something that draws you right back to it it is the vicious cycle of sin how do you keep from getting in that cycle it's best not to get in it to start with william gladstone the famed prime minister of england uh, distributed one day to his friends a little statement of what he believed about alcohol. Now, Gladstone was a dedicated Christian man, and he was a man of wisdom. And in his, in his distribution to his friends, he made a statement that I think is so profound, I want to share it with my friends today. Here is what Gladstone wrote. He said, Drunkenness expels reason, drowns the memory, distempers the body, diminishes strength, Inflames the blood, causes internal and external wounds. It is a witch to the senses, a devil to the soul, a thief to the purse, a beggar's companion, a wife's woe, and children's sorrow. You want to know what alcohol is? Let me read it again. (laughs) Drunkenness expels reason, drowns the memory, distempers the body diminishes strength, inflames the blood, causes internal and external wounds. It is a witch to the senses, a devil to the soul, a thief to the purse, a beggar's companion, a wife's woe, and children's sorrow. Oh, my friend, alcohol is so wicked because of everything that it takes from a life and from a family. This is the way God describes it, and He describes it in such vivid terms. Why? Because He wants there to be no mistake about it. Friend, there may be some debate today among people, even professed Christians, about what the Bible says about alcohol, but there's no debate in God's Word. God's Word is very plain. Wine is still a mocker. Strong drink is still raging. And whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Thank you for joining us for today's study. Please visit our website, scottpauley.org, to find helpful resources for your Christian life. You will also find a link through which you can invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's Word to others? Until we are together again, may God help you. Enjoy the journey.